My mind still swirled dizzily, full of images I couldn't understand and some I fought to repress. Nothing seemed clear at first, but as I fell gradually closer to unconsciousness, a few certainties became evident. About three things I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there was part of him, and I didn't know how potent that part might be, that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. Nerds. Every episode so far has started with us <laughs> shouting and chanting. Hey, you suck, you suck! Oh. Hi guys, um, welcome. It's Edward as a Vampire. I'm Chris, Team Charlisle. I am Maggie, Team Jessica. Just by herself. She needs to spend some time alone, but I am obsessed. She does need... You know, she has the energy of someone who um, is is uh, angling towards the right kind of worldview and attitude in high school. Mm-hmm. And she just needs some more time in the oven to mature. It's like she's looking out for her friends, but she just doesn't know how not to be excited by the bad things that happen to them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who would have known that um, these chapters, Jessica, a character who I could not name previously, would become one of my favorite side characters. Jessica and Angela really rise up. Jessica, Angela, this is our podcast. Welcome to our podcast where we discuss Jessica and Angela, the two side characters in Twilight. Jangela. T- oh, t- I, I am, am team Jessela. Jessela is gross. Jessela it sounds like is, a disease. It's a disease. Or, or like, where you get boils. Um, a Dungeons and Dragons, like, witch Jessela! <laughs> a Yu-Gi-Oh card. Um, I loved these chapters. I um did like them as well. Beep, boop, beep. <laughs> I did like I did them. Like... Um, I liked them as much as that torso robot that we've built can like anything. Sophie. Sophie. I'm team Soph Lyle. Sophisica. I don't know who she would be paired with. I don't She's know a robot. Either. She's a torso. We've robot. been um rewatching Westworld, so uh we're really thinking a lot about AI. What does it mean to be a human? Mm-hmm. Um and those are questions we also <laughs> kind of touch on in Twilight. <laughs> yeah, we kind of touch on it's sort of like if any questions are asked and answered by the books, that's maybe one of them. What is a person and what's a monster? Yeah. But that's like classic um, vampire or like lovable monster. Vampire. It's like maybe we humans aren't the real monsters after all. Oh. oh. Um, as always, spoiler warning, blah, blah, blah. You get it. We're going to talk about Twilight. And it, it's, it's been decade. <laughs> it's, it's been decade. Anyone who hasn't read or watched Twilight yet is only going to read them if they're at an airport and need something to read. I feel like Twilight is only sold in airport Hudson books. It's that and um, uh, who's the author that Joe Biden wrote a book with? What? <laughs> He's the guy who like writes all of the airplane novels. Um, 
The mystery guy? The like kind of mystery guy. James Cameron. Ja- no, he's the no. No. Um, he's this guy who loves submarines. Um James Cameron. James Cameron does. Loves submarines. Yeah. Remember he was like he was um he took his Titanic money and he went to see the Titanic, which is amazing. Honestly, a crazy billion. Because remember he sold it for a dollar. The script. Oh, right, right. Of the right. Titanic. He must. Um another thing about James Cameron is do you remember when Catherine Bigelow won Best Director? And it was like extra drama because she's his ex-wife and she beat him. For yeah, Avatar. weren't they? They're nominated. And you were like, "Oh shit!" It's also because Avatar, as a as a film, felt more like a motion ride, like a 4D motion ride. Yeah, yeah. It's a video Disney. game that you watch. It, at yeah, Disney. nothing about it felt like art. Um, hot, ooh, hot Avatar 27, 20, 27 um, um, movie review. I. Remember watching that Oscars as a freshman in high school, but in Jordan at 3 a.m. and thinking, this is drama. This is Hollywood drama that Catherine Bigelow is beating her ex-husband for this award. And of course it like wasn't. They were both adults, but they were both like. But as a freshman, I was like, Wow, this nerd drama. Oh goodness. Um, that's for all you uh you're all you uh, film heads. You're you real you real faces out there. Real faces. R e e l. Real faces. Oh, that's film. Hi heads. guys, welcome to our new podcast. Real faces. Our movie review and critique all and Hollywood buzz podcast. Are a million real, right, real faces. Worn out real faces. Worn out real faces. Remember when Betty Cooper. Sings that song while stripping in Riverdale. That's my last my last recommendation for uh, everyone in this pod is to trudge through Riverdale long enough to see Lily Reinhardt have to strip miserably while singing <laughs> Mad World um, at a party at a retirement biker party. <laughs> okay, that's I a teaser it. for our uh, Riverdale podcast called. Riverdale me, Daddy. Regale me, Riverdale me. Perfect. We'll see you after the break. (laughs) Oh, watch out. Don't want to trip on your sarong there. Have you ever been to that bookstore in downtown Port Angeles? It's called Gaia's Tome. It's run by that cool lady with the long gray hair. You seem like you have earrings and long knotted hair. Maybe it's time for you to take a little trip down to Gaia's Tome. The owner is well practiced in the crystal arts and will be able to fit you with a few more of those earrings and sarongs. And looks like there's still one finger there without a mood ring. She can help you with that too. Gaia's Tomes in downtown Port Angeles. Ask for Miranda. She'll be expecting you. Bella has this crazy dream where Jacob turns into a wolf and Edward is there with vampire fangs. And then when the wolf lunges at Edward, Bella wakes up trying to protect him, screaming, no! In the middle of the night, Bella does some research online about vampires because she can't stop thinking about it. She learns vampires are gorgeous, pale, powerful. And then she thinks, could Edward really be a vampire the next day it's bella's favorite kind of day sunny edward is not at school 
At school, Bella agrees to go dress shopping for the upcoming dance with Jessica and Angela. Um, They're going to go tomorrow to Port Angeles. Chapter 8. The girls drive to Port Angeles. In the ride, Bella learns that Tyler is telling everyone that they are going to prom together. When they get there after dress shopping, Bella splits off to find a bookstore. And um, after she's kind of wandering around, a group of shady men follow her and then threaten her safety. Edward appears suddenly in his Volvo and takes Bella away to safety. Edward takes Bella to dinner, where he admits that he might not be human. He can read minds. (laughs) Big tip that someone might not be human. Chapter 9. Edward drives Bella home and agrees to answer all of her questions. Bella tells him about the vampire story that Jacob Black told her at the beach. Edward confirms the story is true. The Cullens consider themselves vegetarians, so they go hunting on the weekends and drink animal blood. Edward again tells Bella that he is dangerous, but she says she doesn't care. Finally, Edward drops Bella off at home and promises he'll be saving her a seat at lunch the next day. And as she's falling asleep, Bella reflects on what she now knows. Edward is a vampire. Welcome to our podcast. (laughs) Edward is a ghost. (laughs) A new kind of pod. Chris, I want to talk about vampires. V- vampires. Vampires. Uh, do you, uh, Hello! Do you, think Edward, do you think Edward does talk like that? Hello, Bella! He talks like, uh, what is his name uh, from Despicable Me? Uh, oh, Steve Gro- 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 Groot. No, Groot is the tree. <laughs> you're right. You're in the... right. Uh, gro- grom. Grobble. Grobble. That's it. Grobble. Grobble. Grobble and the kids are who are wobble. Trouble and bobble. And bobble and you know the the binions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 bim 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 the bim <laughs> the bimbos. <laughs> the little yeah tic tac bimbos. And then uh, bobble bobble is the one is the kid that <laughs> loves that things are so puffy that <laughs> she could hardly stand it. It's so puffy I can hardly stand it. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Improvised despicable me. <laughs> this is like Google Translate three times back and forth. Despicable me. Uh, Kristen Wiig is in those movies. No, Bist Biston Trigus. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. It's um, it's Beef Pharrell and uh, and Kristen Blige. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. What about vampires? (laughs) Um, This is really, so we hear the tale from Jacob in the last set of chapters. The last episode we talked about that. But in chapter seven is really when Bella starts to use her preferred internet search engine. Unnamed preferred (laughs) internet search engine. So I'm going to assume that Bella asks Jeeves about what vampires (laughs) are. (laughs) Jeeves, come on. What's the deal? Do you think Stephanie Meyer was didn't was concerned to write Google down? I don't know. All I know that when if I was in 2005, Ask Jeeves, me as a fifth grader, Ask Jeeves was definitely my preferred search oh, engine because yeah. there was a little man in a suit willing to answer your questions. <laughs> That's every kid's dream. 
Yeah. It's having a man in a suit answer your questions. Yeah, because then you're important enough that a man in a suit is like, oh, let me consider that. Oh, that's a good question. Six-year-old in the computer lab writing Mm -hmm. a report about volcanoes. In what world is a fifth grader six years old, Chris? Let's talk about this. (laughs) Smart kid. (laughs) Who loves suits. (laughs) What, you're 10 in sixth grade? Fifth grade? Chris, you're like... 12 in fifth grade. No. In sixth grade, I was like 12 in seventh grade. Oh my God. Yeah. Am I? Are you right? I'm right. Okay, let's think. We were in first grade in 2001. Hey, guys, you're going to know how old we are. You're 12. Which meant we were six. No, you're 12. Because I'm thinking about my cousin who is 11 in fourth grade. This is an an interesting conversation. Listen, Listen, you guys. guys. Please slide into our DMs and tell us how old old you were in fifth grade. I need birth certificates to prove it. Please don't mail us your birth certificates. On an unrelated note, please do not mail us your birth certificates. Cut this out. Cut this out. So Bella goes and and researches vampires. Um, And I feel like these chapters we, for up till now, we're about like almost, we're like 40% of the way through this book. And it's been a, such a slow burn that these chapters, we suddenly are like over and over learning more and more and more about vampires. And it's it's like we're suddenly in it. And I don't mm-hmm. know how we got there. When researching, I want to make it clear that Bella does sit down at her computer, pull up her preferred search engine, and then spends about 35 minutes closing out Papa <laughs> I don't remember Papa Bads being this bad in 2005. With another sigh, I turned to my computer. Naturally, the screen was covered in pop-up ads. I sat in my hard folding chair. What kind of chair does she have at her desk? A metal metal holding A metal folding chair from her baby days. (laughs) From her baby days. Um, And began closing, began closing all the little windows. Eventually. Little windows. Eventually, I made it to my favorite search engine. Wait a minute. So. So she pulls up Google.com and it's filled with pop-up ads before she's even searched anything. Yeah. And then she shot down a few more pop-ups and then typed in one word, vampire. You know when you're taking a writing class in college and the first thing you read is that like to be good writing, you need to not have an outline that just says and then and then and then. Mm. I think um, Stephanie Meyer uh had to leave school to go hunting with her brother that day. But she like th- she Bella researches vampires and like s- kind of skims vampire lore from around on a t- promising site, Vampires A to Z. So if you're on Vampires A to Z, you're like, this is a comprehensive compendium of all things vampires. Her first source is a reverend. <laughs> yeah. Reverend Montague Summers. I want his spin-off novel. Welcome to our podcast. Edward is Reverend Montague Summers. Oh. Um, but it also reads as uh, almost, I was going to say Stephanie Meyer's brief research of vampire. Yeah, it's like Stephanie Meyer really did wake up from her twilight dream as Bella wakes up from hers uh, and just Googled It's autobiographical vampires. at this point. And um, Bella spends a long time researching different cultures the world folk tales about vampires. To see if any line up with um, the Cullens. She talks about the Donog. She talks about, oh, here we go. Let's humiliate Maggie with trying to pronounce these words. Yep. The Romanian 
Varakoloki. It's like a pierogi. Yep. The Slavic Nelepsi. And um, her favorite one, the Italian Stregoni Benefici, which is absolutely pasta. Stregoni Benefici. Oh, yeah. I've ordered that. Fresh cracked pepper on top. Uh-huh. Ooh, buddy. I love um, a restaurant where you can get authentic New York style Stregoni Benefici. <laughs> you got to go to Little Italy. It's not on the menu, but any Italian cook knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. When you are walking through Little Italy and all those little guys in white shirts are like, come to my restaurant, <laughs> you say, okay, buddy, do you have Stragoni Benefici? And they're like, of course, like, come on a back. And then they go in a back door to where the real Italians are sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't even give you a menu. They just bring you a glass of red wine. A plate of breadsticks. And Stragoni Benefici. Benefici. Um, that's also how they translate um, Alohomora into the Italian Harry Potters. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's not Stregoni Benefici. It's Stregoni <laughs> Benefici. <laughs> Do you know if you mix up the letters in Stregoni Benefici, it it's actually spells Tom. Edward was a vampire. Tom Riddle. <laughs> I am Lord Voldemort. I am Edward is a vampire. Did you know that in French, Harry Potter, uh, his um, Voldemort's name is Elvis because they needed to make the <laughs> Elvis. They needed to make it work. Oh goodness! But Bella gets pretty close in her research to the um, vampires in Twilight, which I feel like they're trying to be something new, but I don't think it's that different. Mm-mm. Still hot. Still no blood. Still drinking blood. It's still basically Dracula. Yeah. Like Bram Stoker, Sexy, Dracula, vampire, mysterious, charming, wealthy, wealthy, quick reflexes, all that same stuff. Yeah, it's 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 not terribly different. And the like tortured soul vampire is just as done. Dracula isn't one, but like Buffy in Angel. Okay, so Buffy one hundred and one. Welcome to our Buffy podcast. Buffy podcast. Um. Angel is the, like, romantic lead vampire. Buffy falls in love with Angel. Angel is a vampire who's been cursed by traveling people to have his soul back so he can't feast on people anymore. So he, like, has a soul, so he's, like, tortured and brooding, and then they fall in love, and then he has a night of pure joy because they get busy, if you know what I mean. They uh, write a paper on Shakespeare. Exactly, exactly. A lot of innuendo in Ooh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare is a horny writer. Yeah, yeah. Almost as horny as good old Steph Mies. Um, And then he gets cursed to take his soul away, basically. That's spoilers for Buffy. Uh, That's what happens. Oh, forgot to do the Buffy spoiler warning at the top. I know we always do. <laughs> Other pop culture vampires that Edward is just like. Sure. The Count. <laughs> they, oh, from from um, uh, Sesame Street. Yes, yes, yes. One class, <laughs> two class, hunting with my brother. You know, you never see the Count outside. He's always in his little castle room. Because mm-hmm. if he went outside, he'd sparkle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Count's always saying, you can't love me. <laughs> Christopher Walken's. <laughs> 
Um, I think it's it would be funny if in here Bella pulled up and she was reading about Count Chocula, mm-hmm. uh, the Count from Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only two other vampires there are. It's Dracula, those two counts, and Edward, in my mind. Angel. I never. I don't know. I don't know her. There are vampires in Harry Potter, but they're never seen. What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Remember, um, one of uh, one of um Lockhart's books is something with the vampires. Interesting. Vacation with the vampires. It's always alliteration with him, so I think it's vacation with the vampires. But and um, there was a vampire brought as a guest to Slughorn's party. In Weird. the books. Weird Slughorn's that she included that but never extrapolated it. And he was like charming all the girls, but was really sad and broody like this. All vampires are sad and broody. It's because they're like cursed with eternal life without love. Yeah, there's a lot of... um. They're very romantic in the capital R genre way. Yeah, I feel like vampires really... Because my in with vampires is I took a vampire class in college... Lay it out. Lay, Lay it out, out, baby. Um, I feel like they're yeah, they really came yeah, the romantic period, a lot of gothic novels about vampires. There's all vampires seem to always be connected with sexuality, they're sensual, they're always old and rich. So Edward kind of definitely falls into that tradition. Something that is very common with vampires is the idea of glamour, where like they're so pretty and influential, people do anything they want. Which happens in this book a lot, and finally in these chapters, they identify it as dazzling. Yeah, Bella, which is, is almost like, like De- Bella just hasn't heard the phrase glamour, so she's like, "I'll come up with a name for this." <laughs> and it's always like um, Edward is like, "Oh, what am I doing something to the women around me?" It's always to women, mm-hmm. um, but they're always like d- doing whatever he asks. He's always very charming about it, though. Yeah, and like people lose their train of thought when there you look at them. In the last episode, we didn't discuss it, but he essentially glamours the office worker at the school to get Bella out of class. Yeah, he fully is just like so charming that they skip class, mm-hmm. which is a, an amazing superpower for a teen. Um, but so at the end of her research, Bella is just like, it doesn't matter because I can't tell him to stay away from me because I'm too sad. She's like, maybe I'll just tell him to stay away. And then she writes, I was gripped in a sudden agony of despair as I considered that. She gets so attached so quickly to him in these chapters. It's intense. And But so he's also intensely into her. Yes. He's following her around and doesn't want her to fall. I, as an outside observer, don't think that they're a great couple. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, just, he's 800 years old and she's 17. And they're both like obsessed. There's a lot of that. That being said, as um, a non-outside observer, which is to say as someone who definitely remembers reading them as a teen, you can see how teens and how they themselves are like. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. You're like, they're so into each other, even though all the red flags are there. You're like, might as well be together. And there's like enough red flags on both sides that. Probably in the moment they're like, well, they're not as crazy as I'm being, so it's fine. What I, I do like how when um, Bella is asking Edward all the questions about him being a vampire or not, I think he feels pretty vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then finally you see he has insecurities too, mm-hmm. which does make him not the Superman that he's been up to now, which also kind of makes you like him more. Yeah. And there's just a way in which like they're talking so openly with each other. Are they though? And yeah, I think for teens. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 14. They're like being very forward. Bella keeps touching his hand. They are being forward with the questions, but they're still like skirting around the big elephant in the room. Which is that they are in love. But that they're in love. Yeah. They do a thing where they talk about each other, but rename themselves Joe and Jane. <laughs> and they do this thing where they like are both talking about how they they feel more anxious when the other isn't around, which is so teen. It's honestly, here's the word for it, precious. I don't think, I see the way Edward is anxious. He said he was anxious that Bella's going to hurt herself and get hurt in a way like a dad cares about his daughter. And Bella's anxious not to be around Bella because she's just like so horny. So she's like. No, no, no. I don't think so. I think I heard like. Edward, yes, I agree. It's a possessive sort it's like of a protection. For sure. It's unhealthy. But Bella also was like, um, she was like, you should have called me when you got back from your hunting trip. And he was like, why? I knew you were okay. And she was like, but I didn't know you were okay. Ooh. Bella has moments like this where I'm thinking, she knows what she wants and sometimes she asks for it. Many times in these chapters, she... um. What was really sad is when she was being harassed by the men on the street, she had a moment where she was like, I knew I should just like shout or run away, but no, I'm too stupid and weak and that'll never work. And I was like, no, Bella. She's like, hey, leave it. me alone. And then her inner t- thought is like, oh, that was stupid. You're stupid. Too quiet. And it's like, oh, dear. I'm not- well, at the same time, her mind is churning and she's remembering all sorts of things. She is. It's it would not- be hard oh, to remember. I'm not saying pressure. if any of this is her. It's not her fault that she didn't yell. You know who does say that it's her fault? Edward. Edward. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. What's the, <laughs> no. What's the, what's the, um, uh, the price is right. That place. Um, um, at, um, edit that into the podcast feature me yeah thank you edward's never explicitly like it's your fault for being outside in the dark for being outside of the dark but there's a lot of like only you would get into this situation as if like she was inviting the danger by just by just existing that's what the whole thing is that bella by existing invites danger to herself just because edward's so into her he's like oh the whole world must be and the whole world wants to hurt you so i need to protect you you can't go anywhere without telling me it's there's a lot of lines where he says i've never tried to keep one person alive like this it's like no no one has unless you have like a pet or a child (laughs) (laughs) keep alive yeah she's not a baby who needs to be fed on a you know timer um this is where our spoiler alert comes in which is that i know that uh Edward spent his years after becoming a vampire hunting down and murdering dudes. Yeah, he like went on um, a vigilante streak in yeah. 1915 or whatever. And I think we're supposed to find that noble. But in a way, it's like just more aggro dude. Energy I th- it might just be like world. trying to give him like um, a dangerous like that was his snapping point. But he yeah. still was like on um, a sort of moral high ground. Yeah. At least Which, he's like, hurting he bad is, people. But also, uh, well, like, a justice any, system exists. Ever is on a, but it gives him, like, ground. a type of moral high ground. Right. Where he's like, oh, I'm gonna, if I have to eat people, I'm gonna eat bad the, people. The people who've done bad things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's some wisdom shown when he's like, I'm, I'm grasping at straws for this aggro dude, and I don't know why, but there's some, <laughs> there's some self-awareness when he's like, I only ask you to stay at dinner with me because if I had let you go with your friends, I don't know. I don't know if I would have been able to control myself. That is so much to put on Bella. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bella, yeah. if you're not around, I'm going to murder people is an insane <laughs> thing to tell your girlfriend. <laughs> that is crazy, Edward. You're, uh, again, he's, he admits in his chapter he's been 17 for, quote, a while now. Oh, what a great set of lines. Because <laughs> um, Bella's 17 and she asks him how old you're 17, right? Something like that. And how long have you been 17? And he says, for a while now, which is too much for me. Okay. I smiled, pleased. She's okay. pleased that he's a million years old. How old would you guess Edward is? If I didn't know the answer? If you didn't know the answer. Like, not in terms of 17, but in no. terms of, like, when do you think, what era would you think Edward is from? I think Bella already at this point has said he talks kind of old-timey, mm-hmm. which if that were the case, I would say, like, at least from the 40s? I don't know. I was going to say, like, maybe... um. What the time I think all vampires are from, which is like Victorian. Oh, so you're thinking he's like <laughs> he's like very old. He's like he's born in 1845. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all true blood vampires and yeah. now him. Like the classical vampire who was like old, old money before like the mm-hmm. middle class came about in the I Victorian also a hundred percent would think that he was British. Yeah, because vamp- I don't remember if he actually is. This is something I don't remember. No, because I think because I think he um, fought in the the um, American Spanish War. Edward did. Edward. Are you thinking of Jasper? No, I think it's him. Because remember he he had the the Spanish flu, and then he was turned into a vampire. Oh, yeah, to not but die. as a teen. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So like his he Teddy Roosevelt times. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Anyway, I would have thought he was British in Victoria. Like classic, classical vampire. Classical is like vampire. Eastern European mm-hmm. and yeah, noble from Victorian times. Yeah. That's not him. I guess not. Yeah. I love an American vamp, but we have none of that like folksy American vamp in this book. Yeah, if I would, None of that like true blood down home vampire. Yeah, if you're going to be like an old cuz I think the equivalent of like the American nobility, we think of like Gilded Age richness. So mm-hmm. like Vanderbilt's. And like he doesn't have that energy. And I wish mm-hmm. he did. That mm-hmm. would be fun. If he was like old money, rich American noble vampire. Yeah. That's my subtitle for Twilight. Yeah. Being like a being like an old noble vampire who like has to go to school and still acts sort of like this he does in the book adds an element that I think would be much more interesting. And I think she's trying to go for that. Because he like opens doors for Bella and he's mm-hmm. like, I'm a gentleman. I don't want to touch you. <laughs> oh, my God. How have we not talked about this on the pod yet? What? That show, the mockumentary show about vampires. What we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows. I haven't seen it. Maggie has. It is so funny. And all those those vampires are in America, but they came to conquer America <laughs> centuries ago and just never did. That's funny. It is hysterical. and um. There's no fun in, in in Edward. He's a tortured non-soul. He's so serious. He laughs at times, but I think he only laughs at how like childish Bella is in, at moments. Or like how forward she is sometimes. Yeah, he's like, ooh, imagine a woman asking for what she wants. <laughs> yeah, he like um has a sense of humor about those things. And he's like smart because he's ageless. So he's like smart enough to pick up on like little little subtleties around, but just picking up on subtleties isn't what humor How many is. dates do you think Edward has been on? In his life? In his life. Is this the first date he's been on in a long time? <sighs> probably. He probably avoids. Remember, he's a loner. All of his, all of his family is paired up. 
and he just loans. Yeah, I was like, there surely are other vampires. He could have been paired up. With oh yeah, now. doesn't he have a vampire ex that we meet eventually? <gasps> I don't remember this, and I can't wait. I hope. If I'm making it up, write us a fan fiction and send it to us. Send it to us. Speaking of ex dramas, there is fun more. So that's like the serious Edward Bella side, and we get a lot more fun teen side. This is something I don't remember from the books because I remember the movies more where the teens disappear after scene two of Anna Kendrick. Um, we get more of the teen drama this episode, including the Tyler thing. The Tyler um, thing is which I love. so funny because Bella gets so mad. Because she explicitly hardcore turned him down and then suddenly he's turning around being like, oh yeah, I'm going to prom with Bella. And he, she's like, I'm going to run him over with my car. She learns this through her friends and she goes full aggro. Yeah, like Maggie said, she's like, I'm going to run him over for with my car just so he feels like he doesn't owe me a life debt anymore. My um favorite Bella moment, I think, of these chapters is when Edward is like, say something to distract me. And Bella's like, oh, what could I say to distract Edward? I'm going to run over Tyler before school on Monday. And then like five sentences about the drama of Tyler. And, and Edward does think that's funny. And that's something for Edward. If you're, you've been a teen a hundred times, to still find anything like that funny is. To still not be totally annoyed by teens every day of the year. Yeah. Oh, so he's patient. He has some, well. <sighs> that being said, still Team Edward. Still Team Edward. Can't wait to get. <gasps> the big drama is what if we read Jacob and we decide he's okay? No, 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 no. You're mind. forgetting, I'm forgetting a key element in the Jacob storyline. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, we'll get yeah. to it, folks. Um, okay, here we go. The romance in the romance. this ep. Um, Anna Kendrick, Jessica, as we now know her as our friend Jess. Jess. <laughs> She transforms um, into the monarch butterfly that she is in this episode. Mike asks Bella out again. Mm. Mike fucking sucks. Welcome to our podcast. Mike, Mike is fucking a fucking sucks. sucks hell. Because Bella goes to school early to be like, I'm just, <laughs> what did you call him? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I call him a uh, fucking suck hell hole. Oh, fucking suck hell hole. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Mike was, was a, a fucking, fucking suck, suck hell sell, hole. Sell hole. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but Bella goes to school early so she doesn't have to talk to anybody and she can like I think like go over her Shakespeare paper. Um and Oh, Chris, um what yeah. was Bella's Shakespeare paper on? Oh, Guys, again, I was an English major back in college, so I wrote a Shakespeare paper or two, and I can't get over Bella's thesis statement for her paper, which was, uh, which was whether, quote, whether Shakespeare's treatment of the female characters is misogynistic. To which Mike understood none of the words. <laughs> yeah, which Mike is a true shithead, because he says, she says, he stared at me like I just spoken pig Latin. And my personal Chris, could you um could you just read, read that? that in pig Latin? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um other way Shakespeare says Eatman trays of the email email fay character chase it's isonistic may. Um and <laughs> my note that I wrote next to the line about pig Latin, I wrote Mike definitely loves Reddit. <laughs> I just wrote, Mike sucks. Mike sucks over and over. Oh, no. So after Mike asks Bella out, Bella is like, Mike, go ask Jessica out. Who has Jessica shown interest. actually wants to date you. I despise Don't. you. 
You are a cockroach under my shoe that will not die, Micathy. And she's like, please, Mike, I want to still have you around because you're in the friend circle, but I want to have our conversations not turn into you trying to get me in your pants every time. Please. So Mike is like, oh, okay. And then turns around and asks Jessica out on the same date that he was going to take Bella, which I think is so shady. It's so slimy to be like, I'm just going to, any woman can slot into my life. It doesn't matter. They're interchangeable to Mike. Yeah. Um, But according to Jessica, the date goes really well and they're almost to first kiss territory. Big. And Bella is actually jealous of this because she's like, Edward and I have only touched briefly and Hold her hands back in shock. <laughs> He's like walking slightly close to, closer to her, so not four arm lengths away mm-hmm. from her. And she's like, oh, we're never going to kiss. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. She's like, oh, dang. Um, yeah, it's a sexless, horny obsession that they have. Meanwhile, Angela, finally. Finally. A lesbian icon. Lesbian icon Angela um, in the car. Jess. She's tall. She wears a shimmery pink dress. That's all we know about Angela. Uh, in the car on the way to Port Angeles, um, Jess is asking the other girls like who they're into, all this stuff. Jess is real nosy, but I like the goss. Um, and she's like, uh, Angela, what's your type? And I guess Angela's like fumbling around for words. But then Bella is like, cuts her off to change the topic. And then Angela like, looks at Bella and smiles, thankfully, that she doesn't have to explain her type, which to us reads as... Bella, Bella knows what it's like to not want to talk about your type. Because for Bella, it's vampires. For Angela, it's other girls. Hopefully, Jessica. She's like a little more outgoing and picks up on small social cues, like your dad might be listening to your phone call in the kitchen. Jess is cool. Why don't they have cell phones? I guess in 2005 when this was written, I don't know. I, High schoolers, I feel like, had cell phones. Maybe. Not everyone. I don't think, I think maybe, but remember in this I town, got my first cell phone in 2004. Oh, mine was in like 2008. It was like a just a tiny dumb cell phone, but like it was a family plan, so I had it for emergencies. Yeah. And then I got like a better phone in 2007 and then an iPhone in 2008. Whoa. And I've had iPhones since. But I'm just like, I've had iPhones for over a decade. Canceled. Canceled. um, But what I'm saying is, why don't these high schoolers who are going out of town have Well, remember in this town, it's it's the fanciest thing you can own is a Volvo. So I don't think there's a lot of resources for cell phones in this town. There's probably a Radio Shack. No, I know that. I just don't think, I think maybe they're like, "That's, that's for fancy city folk. There's so much woods. They should have cell phones. I guess. They're going on multiple long trips to the beach. That's People did this all the time before cell phones. Yeah, but now cell phones exist and they're teens. I don't think it's crazy that in 2005 not everyone had a cell phone. Yeah, but none of them have a cell phone. Not a single one. Not even the rich It's because Stephanie Meyer didn't have a cell phone and she thought plugging a computer into your bedroom was the height of extravagance. (laughs) Not even the rich, fancy vampires had cell phones. Well, no, because they can run real fast and read minds. Well, only one of them can read minds, Chris. Oh, sorry. He does explain this in the, in the chapter. Oh, man. This is great. I love how Bella finally confirms that Edward's a vampire. Edward does without saying it. He's a vampire. Does I mean, he has to at some point, but I can't wait for that combo for him to say the V word. I'm not sure he'll ever say the V word. Virgin. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say yeah. it. 
Um, you know, in Hocus Pocus, where it's like, when a vampire lights this black candle, will rise from the grave. When a vampire? Yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the movie, they have to be like, a vampire lit the candle. And the cop has to be like, oh, are you really a vampire? And the kid is like, yeah, whatever, shut up. Oh, you're doing a bit. In the movie, it's virgin. A virgin has to light the yeah, candle. Yeah, and you said virgin, so I started saying vampire as the only thing I think of when I think of virgins, which is Hocus Pocus. Oh, so, so we did like a bit. Okay, um, Chris and I are in a fight. <laughs> so I'm going to talk really quietly no, so that he quiet. can't hear, okay, so that you can so just do that. I mean, sometimes Megan sucks. like brings up things that Chris like, she sucks at least that everyone as knows, much but, like, as Mike she really knows. Sucks. And then she'll like make not in like a, a, a misogynist way, but in like a mood killer way. Like Mike is a major mood killer, and Chris is also a major Chris always when we're not recording just wears vampire capes and bangs all over the place and, like, and he keeps who, at first it was like a funny bit are, okay and you now see, you know? now it's like biting I mean, he's like started fine. to bite us with his teeth like, and I'm, I'm George isn't acting funny and not waking up during the daytime and I think he bit George so much that he became a vampire anyways um and I'm That's just kind of worried that Chris is going to start biting and, um, us that much. And, I, I, and what if he really it. is a vampire? And I know that's weird, but he really does keep wearing that cape and nothing else but fangs and biting us. I'm glad that like um, we're about halfway through and we finally know there's vampires and we can get that elephant out of the room and start doing magic. It's totally crazy. I don't know if I've said this every episode, you but have. we're over 100 pages in and we're just now learning what the back cover of this book tells us. Do you think the original print said that? Yeah, it had to be. How else do you sell this book other than saying like it's a vampire? Yeah. You know? Do you want me to look up what the back cover says? Uh, we will later. Okay. Well, well, hey, how about we'll go on a break. We'll look at it. We'll report back. We'll be right back after these messages. Incoming. With day night with the missus coming up, I need a place that's cool, classy, and women-owned. That's why I'm going to La Bella Italia, famous for their breadsticks, endless Coke, and textureless mushroom ravioli, served in an indiscriminate sauce. Come and sit at one of the giant round tables surrounded by the other patrons who will stare. Ask Sarah for a little more privacy, and she'll show you to the back room. My favorite insider tip. The missus was so impressed that I knew of this little hole-in-the-wall place with big city flavor and ambiance. La Bella Italia. When Italy comes to Washington. Okay, welcome back. We have some hot ticket... I'm going to do like one of those things where it sounds like um talking from radio. Oh, okay. Oh, you're going to you're going to do it in post. In post. Okay. Um, and it's going to start now. Hello. Welcome to our segment called Twilight in Media. <laughs> News report, the first edition of Twilight back cover did reveal Edward was a vampire. The quote reads the same as ours, about three things I was absolutely positive, and you already heard this quote today. Edward was a vampire. That's all from us. Signing off. Cheerio. I'm Patch. I'm Snookums. Patch and Snookums will be back later with the local news. So yeah, crazy, the first edition. Um, we knew he was a vampire from the back, and it t- took us 150 pages to get there. Yeah, that's... 
nuts. Good back cover lore. It's a great quote for a back cover. Yeah. If you were a teen, you would be like, whoa. Wow. Um, that being said, then you should read the book and pretty quick you should learn that he's a vampire, I think. Yeah, she, maybe Stephanie Meyer's just queen of suspense. Yeah. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> you know, um, when you're learning about suspense, it's like right after you learn about irony in English class right. and you watch The Birds and you read Twilight. Yeah, you're like Hitchcock. Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, birds. Uh huh. Bomb under the table. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, you're like, knowing it's a vampire, waiting 130 pages to read that it's a vampire. And you're like, wow, it really paid off. It, it affected me. It chills. Affected me. Oh. Um. So we're not going to talk about the things that we can't stop thinking about in these chapters. And there were some doozies. This is my favorite segment that we do because it's insane. Because like we can't talk about everything that's like a little odd in these in these books because Bella's narration is always odd. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple of things always seem to stand out to me. Um. So here is Chris. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris. I we can't, can't keep Chris. Doing I this. cannot. Please, Chris. <laughs> save me I from my bonds. I cannot. Yeah. Stop thinking about the fact that Bella spends about. Six hours listening to the same CD on her bed. <laughs> this is at the very beginning of chapter seven. She gets home from La Push. She's like trying to distract herself. Being a teen is incredibly difficult. So she um, turns, puts on headphones, puts in a CD, turns the volume all the way up, puts a pillar over her head, and listens to the same CD over and over. How long would you think a CD is? About an hour. I would say gen- generously, maybe 40 minutes. Yeah, but like, let's call it about an hour. 55 minutes, I feel like. Well, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the math is easier if we call it an hour. I okay? love, I love it's about easy an hour. math. So, Chris, how long would you say a CD is? Um, a CD is like an hour long. It's about like an hour. So she listens to the CD um, three times. She says, by the third time I listened to the CD, I knew all the words to the choruses. Then she was surprised to find out she really did like the band. <laughs> Which is what you're like as a teen. You're like, I don't know if I like this band. And then you listen to it a hundred times and you're like, I do like that's Paramore. like That's me not even as a teen. You listen to enough music and your brain goes, yeah, that's good music. Uh-huh. So she listens to it three times. That's three hours. Then she listens to it again and again and again. That's six until she knew all the words to all the songs. That's six times through. That's six hours of CD listening to really, really loud. And then until she fell asleep. That's after, so at least another time. That's like after a whole day of being out with your friends and it's a school night. <sighs> so she's like, <laughs> it's 4.45 a.m. This is like when you're staying up to text your crush in high school until 4.45 a.m. Except Bella doesn't have a fucking phone. She has email and she hates using it. She hates emailing her mom and she is afraid to talk to Edward. So instead she's listening to a CD. I had a strict bedtime in high school that I sat on myself, which was, if I was up at 11 o'clock, it might as well have been 8 a.m. I went to bed at like 10, latest. I would go to bed usually at like probably 11 or midnight. I would go to bed, but then I would be awake in my Because in high, in high school, they make you wake up at like 5 a.m. because you have yeah. to start class at 7.10 or whatever, yeah, which that's is insane. What we did. Um, our first class was at 7.30, so it was like a 6 a.m. morning every time. Why would we start school so early? But... I definitely had nights where I would be up to like 4.30. Yikes. My, what I can't stop thinking about 
is um, on the date that Edward takes Bella on at the Italian restaurant. Bella's cold because she left her jacket in the other car. So Edward's like, here, take mine. <laughs> and we learn that Edward is wearing an ivory turtleneck sweater. <laughs> and over that, he has a tan leather jacket, which is a gross old man look. It's very waspy. It's very waspy. Um, he takes it and then he gives it to Bella. And then he goes, oh, that shade of blue looks nice on you. <laughs> Which... <laughs> I don't so even, is it tan or is it blue? I can't even begin to process, like, is it a blue coat? Was she already wearing something blue and we just hadn't mentioned it? And the tan brings out the blue that brings out her eyes? No, it's her skin. It brings out her skin. skin. Who's, what blue brings out your brings skin? Brings out someone's skin. Ooh. Royal blue, I guess. I but. guess. But it's a real uh, blue blue and gold, black and white and red. It's the all over. dress. It's the dress. Edward's vampire eyes can't see brown. Can't see brown, so he just sees the dress when he puts it on her shoulders. And I just thought it was such a turnaround that um, it really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Is it tan or is it blue? Um, if if you know if it's tan or if you think you see tan or if you see you you see blue, go ahead and um slide into our sticky deems and let us know. Chris, you can't cut. It. I'm going to say deems every episode. I'm going to cut can't, it. Out. Chris, you cannot cut, cut out, out deems. We're already, we're already running late on this thing, Chris. <laughs> What else you got? That's it. Oh, nice. Do you have another one? Oh, yeah. I was, um, other than the jacket, I was also upset at how fast Edward was driving. Oh, yeah. You were really, really upset. I was really upset. I, I was reading it in front of Maggie, and I sh- threw the book down and went, what? Edward is driving 100 miles an hour from Port Angeles to Forks. And then Bella's like, please slow down. I'm scared. And Edward's like, not looking at the road. He over and over looks to the ceiling of the car while driving. 100 miles an hour, and he's like, it's fine. I'm so good at driving. Well, he can read minds. Yeah, he can read minds, but can he read deer's minds when they jump out in front of him? No. Well, he can probably smell them. I don't believe it. Regardless, um, he has lightning-fast reflexes. He's really hot and can drive Does really the car well. have lightning-fast reflexes? It's a Volvo, Chris. Oh, it is a Volvo. Tight turns. I learned how to drive in the kind of Volvo that Edward drives in the movies. Whoa. And um, so I'm... He at least, for. I'm at least as good as a driver. As Edward. Yeah, and I drive stick, so I'm more oh. of a man. <laughs> we don't know he doesn't drive stick. Um, There are no stick shift Volvos. Volvos. Oh. Well, a pro in the Volvo column. Yeah, the stick was my Mini Cooper. Um, I have driven fast. In Texas, the, the expressways are 80 miles an hour. Yeah, that's most. I, I, yeah, I've driven 80. Yeah, so highway. he slows down to 80 and says, this is slow. I feel like I've driven faster than you. I want to hear the number. I'm not going to give you Say the number. Say it I'm not gonna- out loud. I think I've maybe touched 100 before. On like Kiss a straight country road. Straight country road. Driving fast. I honestly don't know if my Mini Cooper would go 100. I don't. Car. It would shake itself to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> but I've definitely gone... 90. Ooh. Yeah, so the driving really upset me. Yeah, Edward is a vampire and he might drink her blood, but what's scarier is reckless driving he that will kill both of them. He said the name of the podcast. Oh, he said the name. That's how you know it's art. That's how you know it's art. It's like Little Women. When they say Little Women in the audience, we all stood up. And we we said, applauded. They are Little yeah. Women. We cried. Bob Odenkirk turned to the camera and went, you're a little women. You're a little women. And then we're all hugging, cheering. We all are little women. 
in a way, aren't we all oh, Edward? Edward? We should probably read some iTunes reviews. Yeah. We have iTunes reviews. I thought you were going to say fans. I wish. Should we call our fans fangs? Nope. Um, we should call them twipod heads. That's not twi-pods. the name of our podcast. Eddie's. Oh, yeah. The Eddie's. 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 Eddie's soldier. <laughs> um, um, we'll come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Since we have such an overwhelming number of fans. We have a flood of content coming at us. Thank yes. you, everyone, everyone, for your messages, especially those who have left us iTunes reviews. Yeah. Let's read some. Sure. From uh, Amy Hello12345 underscore. Do you think that this is a username made for this review? I think Amy Hello1234 was already taken. So yeah, they to said to five, five, but also five was taken. So Had they added the underscore. underscore. Um, said big fan. Came for dumb Twilight jokes, stayed for earnest analysis. Oh, that's so flattering. <laughs> and always love to listen to two pals giggle. I love Maggie and Chris. Oh, thank you, Amy. We love you, Amy. Hello. One, two, three, four, five, underscore. Amy, hello, one, two, three, four. We don't love you. Unless you rate us five stars and leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Um, from Maria, she says, I recommend to everyone five stars. A true joy li- to listen to. Brightens my day, my week, my life. Wow. Oh. And from Dr. Green. Fun. Five stars. Took me back to the days when my seventh grader was obsessed with Twilight. Didn't realize how strict we were or that the car talk was going on in my driveway. <laughs> Laughed out loud on the smoothie. Never heard that one before. Maggie and Chris, good job and loved your special guest, Carly. Oh, thank you, Dr. Green. What a star. What a star. A five star. If you want us to read your review on the podcast, we definitely will. Five stars only. Get us on iTunes. Get us on iTunes. We have 14 five-star reviews, but only three written down. So please write some down. Please write them. We um, only survive by the, you know. uh, Blessings. Blessings of of Sweet lips. (laughs) Um, You can also follow us on Instagram at. Edward is a vampire pod. Send us a DM. Send us a DM. We post some super fun content on there. We've been having a lot of fun. You recipes, can also, <laughs> recipes at all. Um, you can also uh, shoot us an email. Edward is a vampire pod at gmail.com. If you have a missive you need to send. Mm. A manifesto, if you will. Exactly. Um, so let's go through those as action steps. Okay. Because, you know... Millennials, Gen Zers, we love action steps. Almost as much as we love a subscription service. Think yeah. of this podcast as a subscription You're service. You're paying us nothing, and we're sending each week to you right a to your curated phone. curated bespoke box of mm-hmm. a pod. So to get your curated bespoke box pod, do the following three action items. One, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Two, follow us on Instagram at Edward is a vampire pod. And three, send us your takes. Send us your takes. Send us your takes. Book it a As our new sign off, Betafici Vampirici. Betafici Vampirici. I'm Team Betafici. I'm Team Fetatucci. 
Betafucci, Betafucci, Betafucci. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, God. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Fucking sick, my dude. <laughs> nice. <laughs>